Welcome to the podcast, Risk Intelligence, with your host, Karen Adamsbaum. She will be sharing her knowledge on common insurance questions, coverage explanations, claim scenarios, and interviews with brokers, clients, and colleagues to discuss various topics in the insurance industry. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of my podcast. Today, I'm here with a gentleman. His name is Mike Cavanaugh, and Mike Cavanaugh and I met 10 years ago. And Mike comes from a, uh, a brokerage firm, a wholesaler referred to as Apogee Insurance Group. And Apogee is somebody that I rely on to help me with my management liability policies, such as employment practices liability, directors and officers, cyber, and professional. And Mike, like I said, uh, him and I met about 10 years ago, and he, him and I hit it off because we had some of the same common interests outside of the office, and one of them being coming from a computer management and a computer science background. We're both uh, computer geeks, if you will. And with that, Mike, what he did was he took that opportunity using his computer background and put it into his career. And what he's done over the last uh, 10 years is really um, become a, a knowledgeable asset to Apogee when it comes to cyber technology and cyber risk. And 10 years ago, when cyber policies came about. They were very, it was a word that was used very interchangeably uh, with our clients. Oh, you need cyber insurance. And then when we would put a policy together for our clients, they thought that they had coverage for any possible scenario if there was any sort of computer glitch or hacking that occurred. And that is really not the case. When it comes to cyber coverage, when it comes to cyber coverage, basically there are different layers of coverage. And a few aspects that you have to think about are, number one is that if you are a client and you are hacked and you have a thousand customers on your database, what you need to do is make sure that those thousand customers, um, their data is not compromised. And if they are, your, your cyber policy needs to be able to notify all of those thousand customers to make sure that the proper precautions are done to get them back whole again if their identity was compromised. The second layer of coverage is where you have to figure out, okay, this cyber incident happened. Now you have to figure out how it happened and will anything else be compromised due to that action. So those are two areas that I could speak about that are easily understandable. But what I'd like to do is turn it over to Mike Cavanaugh, and he's going to go into it a little bit deeper from his perspective. Thanks for joining me, Mike. Thanks for having me. Okay, yeah, so when it comes to, and as Karen said, we've been working together for 10 years, and over the course of that time, it's been kind of funny to see the development of these policies, but the one thing that hasn't changed is how these 
events happen. And the policies that Karen and I used to work on 10 years ago look drastically different than they do today. I mean, the big thing is, you know, pretty much whatever's in the news, the figuring out what's going on and then the notifying people. In reality, what we're discovering is that there's a lot of other concerns. There's the ransomware. So about three years ago, the rise of ransomware happened and you know, we realized that the cyber extortion coverage that was always on the policy was, you know, it was no longer just an add-on. It became the centerpiece of the policy. And that's still happening today where we're seeing this coverage step in and really save a lot of businesses. Usually within six months after having a ransomware event, most small businesses go out of business. They just can't handle the, the brunt of the expenses. And that's where kind of the insurance responded in that fashion. It also helps that now we've got proactive business interruption coverage on there to really replicate. Like most people see on a general liability policy, the business interruption. It's there to help you, you know, get back up and running. It's help coming, covering your revenues that you lose because of an event. Similar on the cyber policy. It really comes down to making sure that you as a business can keep running. You know, it's there so that you can help your clients and service your clients, which generally take a lot of time and a lot of money to, you know, to build up that business. So the policies there to keep you up and running, uh, that includes sending experts in to really figure out exactly what happened in addition to you know, what comes out on the front end. They're there to make sure that, all right, this is what happened. This is how we can get you back up and running. In the meantime, let's do this to make sure that all your information is secure. You know, and respond. These people are experts. This is what they do. It's an instant response you know, service almost provided by the policy. I mean, one way to look at this, and I think what people are starting to realize is that it's, you're not just buying another insurance policy. Nobody wants to buy another insurance policy. What you're really buying into is a set of services. You know, if you have the right carrier, if you have the right discussions, you're buying into a carrier, you're buying a policy that provides services for risk management, it provides incident response templates, uh, I mean, they'll provide hotlines and access to consulting and proactive risk management, all of which help to, one, educate you as the consumer, educate employees and make you a better risk. But at the same time, it helps control these expenses. So as the ransomware event hits, you may have already you know, put together that instant response plan. You know that, all right, when this happens, we mobilize these individuals, we call the insurance company, we pull this information aside, and that's what we do. You know, same thing with business interruption. We see that, all right, this is what we can do. We can shut down our computer systems. You know, we should not do that. We should do that. And part of that education has come from the insurance company. Now, I mean, it becomes a big, you know, all-encompassing policy that you want to see that incorporates everything, like an all-risk type of thing. Yeah, it's interesting how it develops. What if you were to buy, um, if you were to offer advice out there to the listeners, what layers of coverage would you recommend that they absolutely look out for on their cyber policy? I mean, right now, <clears throat> ransomware is the one that's really kicking off. Mm -hmm. You'll see there's recently been a spat of you know, municipalities getting hit, uh, school districts, all of that good stuff. It's all over the news and I mean primarily those are the low-hanging fruit. What's happening now as the 
you know, as the response is getting better, as the antivirus is getting better, people have moved on to the path of least resistance, which is also social engineering. They're coming in there and they're basically realizing that, you know, people want to be nice. People want to be trusting when somebody asks them to do something. So when they get that email from the CEO saying, hey, I'm out on the golf course. I need you to send $54,000 worth of, you know, Android gift cards to these customers. Chances are they're going to want to accommodate. They're going to want to help. Mm -hmm. If they see this invoice come through from an important customer that says, hey, you know what? We need to make a move. I need to switch this bank account over because we had some problems with our banking institution. I want to help my customer. I'm going to release those funds over to that new bank account. All of a sudden now, the gift cards are gone. The money that was wired to the new bank is gone. And it's really starting to you know, impact a lot of businesses. It's just something that you know, we're attacking the human element of every business. My background, like Karen said, is computer science. What I've done over those years and account for all that and understand and tried to understand exactly where all these attacks are coming from, one of the things that's always been around has been social engineering, has been this form of malware. So as people have educated themselves, it's helped to combat all of that, helped to combat you know, all of the tricky emails that you might get, the phishing tactics. So as we've been getting better, they get better quicker. You know, We only have to be right. Mm-hmm. 100% of the time, they only have to be right once. That's true. That's true. So in my experience, um, I've seen uh, the premiums vary f- depending on my client. And I was wondering if there's a way that you can, you know, this isn't a uh, on the books. It's just a general idea. What I'm seeing is that at a client that has about five hundred thousand dollars in revenue, the a standard full blown uh, cyber policy can range about uh, twelve hundred dollars or so. Is that um, in in line? We can actually get less. Okay. Depending on what they're doing, mm-hmm. how cognizant they are of security, how they answer those questions, the conversation we might have with them to make people feel comfortable, we can get down to $750 for a million dollar limit for a full comprehensive policy. Okay. That's usually from the carriers that have taken the time to understand the risk because if you look at it from a pure insurance perspective, you'll hear underwriters complain about how soft the market is. Then there's carriers attacking it from a technology angle which see that, you know, I understand the technology risk. I'll provide the services to make you a better risk, and I'm going to reward you on the front end with a lower premium, a lower retention. Um, They may choose to add this coverage or remove that coverage, and that's where it's important to have a broker on your side. Right. But in reality, I mean, it's bringing these premiums down. Mm -hmm. $750 is a minimum premium for most people. Right. We can adjust that if necessary, but yeah, it's, it's getting lower. All right. Good, good, good. Well, thank you, Mike. Um, I mean, this is a topic that we can go on for uh, for a very long time, but I just thought that it was important to have this uh, interview with Mike because cyber is, is definitely out there. It's more common, and we're, we're seeing it out there on, on LinkedIn, on the news about different entities getting still getting hacked and what have you. So it is a topic I wanted to discuss. So thanks for joining me, Mike. Thanks for having me. 
Thanks for listening to the podcast, Risk Intelligence. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel and connect on LinkedIn by doing a search on Karen Adamsbaugh.